This is a Federal News Network podcast. Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's Call for Action's president and your host, Shirley Rooker. Are you familiar with V-chips with parental controls on TV? Well, let me tell you something. If you have small children, teenagers and below, you ought to know what they are because they're a very important part of you having control of what your children see on television. And we're going to talk about that today, the V-chip, the TV ratings programs, and how it came about. My guest is Elizabeth Casey. She is the executive vice president and associate general counsel of the Fox Corporation. And she also serves on the TV parental guidelines monitoring board. And we were before we went on the air, we were having a discussion about how serious this issue is to the networks. And, and Elizabeth, I'd like for you to start out about uh, talking about that, about the emphasis that's placed on these ratings, making sure that they're valid, that they're useful. And then I want to talk, get into the utilization of them. But let's just talk about a little bit about the history and how it came about and, and what what do the television stations have to gain by this, this ratings? Well, thank you, Shirley. It's good to be with you today. Um, the I think the most important thing for the for the television networks to air programming, um, what we want parents to understand is that it's very important for us to provide information to viewers, um, parents in particular, so that they can make the appropriate decisions for themselves and their families about what programming to watch. And the rating system provides a mechanism through which we can advise viewers Um, what the upcoming program or what programs that they might be watching in the future, what type of content they have in them. So it's very important to us, and we at Fox watch every television program, every episode that comes on, and we rate it individually. So it's not just a rating for a one show where you say every episode in this show will get the same rating. Every show gets rated individually based on the content that is in that particular show. Wow, that's pretty impressive. That That is an incredible amount of work that you all are doing. It is a lot of work, and, and other networks do the same thing. So on, on every program, when you see the rating that comes out at the beginning of the program up in, in the corner of your television set, uh, somebody has watched that show and determined that that is the appropriate rating for the show. But, both based on the age rating and the descriptors, which we can talk about if you want to. I had I had no idea that every program, every show within a series was watched by an individual to determine if it actually fits into what rating. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And and I, I think I know a little bit, but I, that, that totally just blows my mind because of the hours that are involved here. How many programs are there on any given station? Just a kind of a wild guess. I mean, there are dozens of oh. them. <laughs> there are, and and right. If you if you just look in your program guide listing, you'll see how many programs mm-hmm. there are. Um, now, some of those are repeats, and if they are repeated, they should carry the same rating, mm-hmm. unless they have unless the show has been changed, sure. which sometimes happens. Sure. If a show goes into syndication. They'll take out some content, and sometimes that changes it. So there are times 
when a show will be watched by one network, and then it will be watched again by a different network because of the cuts. And if there are cuts to that, the rating might vary. Might change. Sure, that makes sense. Where it is. Right. So a good example of that is like a show like um, Sex in the City. When it first aired, um, originally, um, it, it had a much higher rating because when it was re-aired, um, it was cut down. And so for those cuts, it changed the rating. Changed the rating, sure. Taking out any content that would make a difference in terms of whether or not it was suitable for younger children. Sure, that make that makes sense. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So what we, what we have here is a system that is designed to protect children and parents from content that they really shouldn't be watching. Um, now, who who makes the decision? You said that the TV, the 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 um, the networks watch each and every program. Now, this is true within Fox. Do you think this is true? Is it true with the other networks as well? Yes, it, it is. Um, so at each of the networks, there is a uh, broadcast standards and practices department at each of the broadcast networks, and then standards and practices at, at almost all of the cable, certainly all of the large cable networks. And what about, um, what about something that we're watching on not the, the big channels, but on a cable channel? Does that have a different approach to ratings? No, the cable channels, should they have the same approach to ratings that, that uh, the broadcast networks have. Okay. Um, uh, there, there are some variations as to things that the cable channels might allow um, compared to the broadcast channels, but that's all taken into account mm-hmm. when the when you're rating them. I see. So uh, when, so the history, the history uh, of the V chip. I gather that uh, in 2000, it was, uh, I guess, the FCC passed a regulation that all television stations over. I mean, excuse me, television sets over uh, 13 inches had to have a V-chip. And the V-chip is what enables parents to utilize this rating system. Is that correct? Explain how it's related. Okay. So the V-chip is a device that's built into most television sets. And there was a time period, may have been 2000, after which all televisions built had to have to have a V-chip. So if you have a really old television set, it may not have this device built into it, but all new television sets have them built into the television set. Um, and there are two ways that you can use the, the ratings to block out um, content from your television. One is by using your television's V-chip. The other is most uh, Cable companies and satellite companies, so like DirecTV or um, your, your local cable company, have um, parental controls built into their systems as well. So you can use either of those systems. And um, you go in and you say, for instance, I have, I have very young children, and so I don't want them to watch anything that is above the TVY rating, which is for all children. Mm -hmm. You can then lock your television set so that all that will appear is a TVY. And if if there's a TV, say, PG program that comes on while the child's watching it, it will not display, the TV will not display that program. And if you decide 
that you want to watch that program, you can then put in a code to unlock it. I see. So it allows parents to get their sneaky little stuff in there and keep the kids from looking at things they really shouldn't. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And the problem always is when parents forget the code and then they don't get to watch <laughs> their favorite 10 o'clock show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, kids are so clever these days that um, I was just thinking, you know, I, I can sit down and block out channels um, and not block them. I just don't check them that they're in showing up in my menu list. But that would not right. deter most of these kids, especially as they get to be teenagers. Um, so... And so the guidelines are broken down. There's some very specific uh, age ranges here, I gather. What are there, like uh, seven different categories? There's seven different categories, and three of them are, are based for or specifically for children. Let, so me, just, a, let, a let me just interrupt you okay. here for a moment and take a brief pause to let our stations know that they're listening to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Elizabeth Casey. She is the Executive Vice President and Associate General Counsel of Fox Corporation, and she's also on the TV Parental Guidelines Monitoring Board, which is the, the group that oversees the um, guidelines that are the viewing, the appropriate level of viewing for your child. We're talking about the V-chip and the, the ratings of the programs themselves. And I'm sorry, Elizabeth, that I interrupted you. No, that's fine. Um, I think I was saying there were there are three ratings that are specifically uh, focused on children's viewing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a TVY, which means that the program uh, is designed to be appropriate for all children. Um, there's a TVY7, which means it's directed to older children, um, designed for children seven and older, although parents can make determinations as to whether their child fits into that category because some seven-year-olds are more mature than others. And so we, we, this is really a tool for parents to use to make a determination. Mm-hmm. And then there's a TVY7 with an FV designation, which means there's fantasy violence in it. Mm-hmm. So that would be a program that would be directed to older children um, but there may be some scenes that some parents might think are the fantasy violence might be more intense. Um, and so they need to decide whether or not it's appropriate for their child at a particular age. Sure. So those are really the three that should particularly concern parents of younger children. That's right. Yeah. And then we have four other ratings. There's a TVG, which is a general audience. We're, we're used to that from the... MPAA rating system, mm-hmm. um, which, and these are, you would find everything in this program appropriate for, for children, but it's not directed at children. It's not necessarily a program that children would find interesting, mm-hmm. but there'd be nothing in it that would um, be problematic for a child. That would be see. inappropriate for them to see. Sure. Hear you. Okay. That's right. And then there's a TVPG where parental guidance is suggested. Um, And that's a program that there's material in it that some parents may find unsuitable for younger children. And they may, you know, parents may want to watch it with their child or they may want to watch it before they allow their child to watch it. Um, And then in conjunction with that, we have what we call descriptors, which are the letters that you sometimes see underneath the the rating itself. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and those letters, which are the same on TV PG and TV 14, are D um, for uh, suggestive dialogue, L for coarse language, S for sexual situations, and V for violence. Okay, so um, so you can know so, what's, what content is in that program and you can decide whether or not your child is old enough to, to watch it. Uh, yeah. That's right. And, mm-hmm. the, and the V-chip, on, on, mo, on the V-chip, you can block out also by descriptors. So if you think that your, your child is mature enough perhaps to hear some language but you don't want them seeing sexual situations, you can block out for the F. Or if you don't, you know, you really want to keep that language out of your house, you can block out for the L. Sure. Um, so you can block out by those descriptors as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I, so, so the, it's really up to the parents to set the guidelines for their children. And this is really right. important. I mean, I, I, I think it's, I think it's something that all parents should know about. Do you all have any idea what kind of utilization? Of these privacy controls, these parental controls, um, are they utilized? Are parents, do you get questions from parents? Do, are parents really paying attention and protecting their children from programs they shouldn't see? Well, it, it's interesting. The, um, the Television Parental Guidelines Monitoring Board does a survey every other year. Um, and the last one that we did was in 2018, the fall of 2018, so just about a year ago. And and it revealed that 90% of the of parents who were uh, questioned in the survey were aware of the rating system. And 95% of them, of the people who were aware of it, thought that it was accurate. So we have a very high level of awareness of the ratings themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, there is not as much use of the parental controls. But when we ask about the reasons for that, it's primarily because parents believe they have other controls in place where they are monitoring what their children watch. Mm. So some parents say, my children don't watch television unless I'm with them. Some parents say, you know, we have family rules in place. Um, But there's not as much use of the actual um, technological uh, device that's built into the television sets or through the um, the cable companies, uh, not as much use of that as there is use of the ratings information itself. So the the system itself is understood by parents and appreciated, and and they think it's it's uh, appropriate, and they think that it's valid and that it's that it's useful. And I suppose they're making their own judgments. They don't they don't take the time to set up parental controls. Um, I know that um, I've just gotten some new gadgets for my TV, and, and there's a big thing there on parental controls. Well, I'm not going to tell my husband what he can watch, and since I don't have young children, I, I think I'm, I think I'm going to leave those alone. He, I'm sure he appreciates that. <laughs> Probably does. Uh, but but um, so the utilization part of it, I'm a little disappointed if people think that this is something of value and it's useful that they aren't actually taking the time and it does take some time and that you know that may be a key factor in whether why parents don't utilize the system more well and if you go i think 
I think part of it is maybe understanding how the system mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, most new television sets come with um, information about that. Oh, yeah. So you do have to go in and, and, and you know, utilize the system and right. put in what it is you want it to do. But if you go to the um, tvguidelines.org, which is the monitoring board's website, um, it not only has all of the um, the uh, ratings and all of the information about what you can expect with certain ratings, it also has a place where you can go and um, ask questions or uh, get information about how to, how to use them. set up your television right. and how to use them. Okay, right. we're going to come but back. But it is, it we'll, is, okay. I will come back to that just in a minute. Uh, let's take a brief okay. pause here. Uh, to let our viewers know that uh, our listeners, viewers, uh, that would that would be a challenge. Our listeners know that they're <laughs> tuned in to of consuming interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Elizabeth Casey. She is executive vice president and associate general counsel of the Fox Corporation, and we're talking about the V chip, the TV rating system, how it came about, the validity of the of the system, and the control that parents can exercise in what their children see on television. While parents seem to appreciate the guides themselves, the ratings of the of the content, they don't seem to be having very much utilization of the parental controls. So maybe that's something that that um, needs a little bit more focus. But I'm sure that parents feel that they're in control, and I I think an awful lot of parents are are they keep up with what their kids are doing. But then at night, if you have a television set in a child's room, you really don't know unless you've got some control. So. But at any rate, I'm I'm sorry. We were we were talking about your TVguidelines.org, where um, parents can go to get information on how to use the controls, which I think is important. Yes, they can get they can get information TVguidelines.org. They can get information. It's available in both English and Spanish. Uh, the the entire website is available in both English and Spanish. And as I was saying, it not only has the actual ratings and what they all mean. So if you ever have a question about what one of those letters means or what the level of, you know, what a TVY7 actually, what, what you will actually see in that, it has a description of that on the website. But it also does have links to, um, to, the, uh, to a, a cable site and to some of the satellite sites to help you learn how to um, use the controls in your television to block out content that you don't want coming into your home or that you don't want your children to be able to happen upon um, should you not be right there watching with them. And this, this per, you, you have this as part of your oversight in terms of your job with Fox Corporation. I would assume that the other networks have similar positions and people who oversee their program. Um, why does it fall under legal? I guess because there are a lot of ramifications of rating systems. Well, yes, I think different different companies have it fall in different parts of the company. I, see. Um, I think Fox we have it fall under legal because we own a broadcast network and mm-hmm. television stations, and so they have FCC issues that we need to protect against. Sure, and that's, that's a legal function. Um, but but all of the networks have it, you know, set up their own corporate way. But um, but all of the networks do have departments um, that 
do the same review that we do, review every mm-hmm. every show and, and every um, episode of shows. And many of them sit on the monitoring board with me. Yeah. Well, one of the things, one of the things that I, I read, I believe, was it said that, that the rating system applies from any content from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. And beyond that, they considered that the little darlings should be in bed. So... Um, well, we we actually, well, we only have on our broadcast network, we only have content, you know, between those hours. We mm-hmm. don't have anything past 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but on our cable networks, our sports cable networks, we do. Um, and other uh, cable networks and networks have um, content that runs past that time. Mm-hmm. And they still rate that programming. So it mm-hmm. still gets rated. Um, it's just that under under the Supreme Court decision, um, that's called, that's a safe harbor for content that children perhaps should not be watching. So they they can't be fined during those hours. Now, have you um, have you this, used the parental controls? Still gets rated. Have you used the parental controls with your children? I, I did when they were young. I put parental controls on our television early early on in their lives. They are now all adults um, and make decisions for themselves what to watch. But but we did use them. And in fact, one night I had to call our um, provider to ask how we unlock it because my husband wanted to watch uh, <laughs> a television show on FX that was blocked out, and uh, we couldn't remember we couldn't remember the code. But our our uh, provider had it for us, and we were able to unlock it and watch it. So <laughs> that I think that could happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think as for me as a working mother, it was although we did have family rules that they weren't to watch television during the weekday. Um, you know, I was always concerned they might flip it on and come upon something I wouldn't want them to be watching. Yep. Um, but they learned early on about the rating system because if I wasn't home and they wanted to watch a show, they knew they had a call. And I, the first thing I would say is, what is it rated? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they would then tell me what the rating was. And I'd say, what are the letters that it has after it? <laughs> oh, so I Mom. would ask all the questions to make sure that it was appropriate for them. And, and uh, meanwhile, if I was at work, I would sit and I would look up the show on my computer to see whether or not uh, I could get any other information on it, whether it was appropriate. I think that's wonderful. I I do. I and and, you know, when my son was growing up, we really didn't he didn't watch that much television, but he did watch certain programs and there were only certain programs I would let him watch. So um, and, you know, to this day, I don't think he watches a whole big lot of television, but uh, I do. I like my TV. Listen, let me tell you something. I've got my favorite programs, and they're all on my, all set up to record so that I don't miss anything. But fortunately, I'm old enough that I don't have to worry about ratings anymore, Elizabeth. So uh, anyhow, that's right. (laughs) There is some advantage to that. Go ahead. One of the way, one of the things that the monitoring board is trying to do right now is to get out information to uh, families through. Uh, schools and other methods through this radio program and other sure. ways to let parents know where they can get information about mm-hmm. the ratings and and also that these controls are available. So this summer uh, we had a booth at the National PTA convention and handed out paperwork there and and we you know asked asked the PTA if they would put links 
um, into the back to school. Right. We're celebrating back to school, and we really want parents to know that they have the the information, all the information that they We're need. We're going to, to have to go. Appropriate for their children. Thank you so much, well, Elizabeth. And let me just remind our listeners, it's tvguidelines.org. You'll get wonderful, valuable information there. My guest has been Elizabeth Casey, Executive Vice President and Associate General Counsel of the Fox Corporation. And we've been telling you how you can take control of what your children watch on television. And this is Shirley Rooker. I thank you. You've been listening to us right here on 1500 AM. I'm Shirley Rooker. Thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.